Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, episode number 442. Now, as some of you may know, uh, Saturday was the ninth anniversary of this podcast. Yes, I've been doing this podcast for nine damn years. You know you've been doing something for a long period of time. I'm 53. I'll be 54 on Thursday. So I started this podcast when I was in my 40s. And <laughs> it's like when you go back, when I go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes, I can hear a difference in my voice in the almost decade since uh, I started doing this podcast, which is really weird when you're in your in the middle age part of your life and you still can detect a change in your voice. Now, in my case, obviously, as any of people who've been listening to me for the entire time know, my voice has gotten deeper and sexier. So it's not a problem. I mean, I'm not like regular people where whose voices get worse. My voice has gotten, in fact, I'm actually feeling myself up right now. <laughs> Don't judge me. I was doing that anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not. Hold on. Yay. Okay. <laughs> this got weird. Let's do the podcast now. <laughs> you know, so thank you very much to the, for the, uh, happy birthdays to the show. I appreciate it. And thank you in advance for the happy birthdays that will be coming on online to me. I know you're going to do it, and I want to say thank you very, very much in advance for that. And for those of you that don't, your mamas are all ugly. <laughs> That's why that, that, that was wrong. Okay. I mean, she is ugly, but I shouldn't have said it. Wow. That's even worse. Never mind. Let's do the podcast. Let's do the podcast. <laughs> no seriousness. Thank you, guys. Now, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and all that other kind of stuff, and I'm seeing people talk about how they're going to get rid of Twitter and leave Twitter and dump Twitter and get off of Twitter if the, if uh, Captain Tesla takes over Twitter. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not leaving Twitter and I'm not leaving any of the social media because, quite frankly, they all stink. They're all great, but they also all stink. I see a lot of alternatives, and I may join some of the alternatives if the alternatives to Twitter are interesting or cool. They have some cool features, or they seem like a fun environment to go to. I will go there, not because I'm hiding from Twitter owned by Captain Tesla, but because it's a fun place to be. It's like going, it's like bar hopping when you know, when you were young. Well, you know, when you were young, maybe when you were in college, you go bar hopping, you go to this bar, then that bar, then this bar, then that bar. You have a great time. That's what social media is like for for us now. You're basically bar hopping because lord knows there's a whole lot of drunk people on every damn one of those <laughs> social media sites and if you do go to one of those sites uh leaving twitter or facebook or whatever you leave you have to realize that in the beginning it's a new social media thing it's new it's new so of course because it's new the problems haven't traveled to it yet it's like when you're in a new relationship 
he or she or they are in a fantastic, they're in their best behavior because they haven't gotten you yet. They haven't got, they, they, maybe they want to get it on me through and that was the goal. I don't really want a relationship, but they look at you and they're like, I want some of that person. I want to get it on with them. So they're going to be on their best behavior till they get you in the bedroom, wear your ass out, tear you up and blow you out. And then they're like, wow, that was great. Haha, <laughs> That's what I wanted. I'm leaving now. Or you tear each other up and they're like, um, I need a whole lot more of this. So I'm going to pretend like I enjoy being in a relationship because I need some more of this. Or you may actually find you do like the person and everything's great. But after a while, after a while, even in the best relationships, you find out being around that person for a long period of time that they were huge, a pain in the buttocks. Even people you love are huge pains in the buttocks. But the positives in them are so overwhelming that you don't mind that they're huge pains in the buttocks. I had one girlfriend who was just wonderful and beautiful and sexy and delicious and incredible and all of that kind of crap. And it was fantastic 95% of the time. The other 5% of the time, ooh, not to be indelicate, but when she would come out of the bathroom, you would have thought that someone had dragged in cattle and burned them alive in the bathroom because that's what it smelled like when she walked out. If I showed you a picture of her, you'd think she was this beautiful, dainty, she's the most beautiful, the cutest, little pixie, she's beautiful, she's a beautiful, you open up the bathroom door and you're sitting there going, can we call the police? I think there's some dead bodies in here. She didn't have bad hygiene, but for whatever reason, when she sat down and she wasn't going number one, if she was going number two, I had to contemplate the relationship. I almost broke up with her once a day because that's how many times she'd take my bathroom and make me decide if I need to go to Lowe's and find if they have some flame retardant paint because it smelled like burnt death in the bathroom. <sighs> right? And every once in a while when we'd go out, 95% of the time she was great. But if somebody who was a fan of mine showed up and they had seen me on something or heard me on something, like I say, I'm not a famous guy, but I've been around for a while and I performed. And when I go places where I used to perform a lot, you know, people know who I am sometimes. And I, and I show up and, and you're, oh, S. Anthony, you're funny. You're the greatest. And I remember that thing you did about, and she rattles off a joke from 10 acts ago because she's been a fan of mine for that length of time. And the girlfriend, normally she's all smiling and proud and stuff, but don't let a, a somebody who's smoking, doking, crap, duple, quintuple, hot come up with that crap. She's okay with it. You're funny. Can I shake your hand? Can I take a picture? Sign something because I'm not famous. But if it lasts more than in about eight seconds. Oh, hoo, 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 hoo. only thing missing is Dana White or Vince McMahon, cause she's about to whoop somebody's ass. Only thing missing is the glass breaking sound effect, and the stone cold Steve Austin music. That's the only thing missing. Okay. And it was a rarity, but when it happened, oh, that thing in the bathroom wasn't a rarity. What was rare was the fact that I survived the smell. I'll just light a match in the bathroom. Yeah, I'll light a match next to a nuclear weapon. I'm sure that will stop that, too. I'm trying not to be indelicate, but that, but that was just a wit. You just, sometimes you see a person and you just can't 
picture one thing and the other thing happening at the same time. You can't picture this woman who looked like a miniature Victoria's Secret model dropping bombs. I'm a grown man and I, you walk out the bathroom, you barely smell anything. But when she, oh, I, oh I'm bringing up bad memories. And I know you're listening to this podcast and you gave me permission to talk about it, but I'm not going to mention your name. And you still have that problem because I was hanging out with you and, and your dude, who's a friend of mine now as well. And even he's like, I, 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 so it was like that back then. I am also contemplating the wedding. I'm, I'm about to divorce and leave it with the kids. No, I'm about to take the kids because I don't want her to kill the kids with her butt hair. <laughs> Moving on. But it's sometimes in the beginning. You know, things are great and it's, it's, it's just so fantastic and amazing in the beginning. And then things change, right? I'll tell you about something else that changed, which actually kind of disappointed me, which was really weird. I had some, when I was lit, when I was a kid, I would stay at my grandmother's house because my grandmother was very, very, very close to the grade school. So I would be dropped off there early in the morning. You know, your parents, your parents or your parents go to work and the school is like right down the block or across the street or whatever. And I'd go to school right there. And of course, because my grandmother was right there, it was easy for me to walk down. I forgot it was either down the block or across the street, whatever it was close enough where they were comfortable with a young kid. Oh, it was across the street. Yeah, across the street. So it was, it was cool. It was no big deal. I could see grandma. I remember now. Yeah, I could see my grandmother's house for one of my classes. So yeah, it was across the street. Damn, I forgot about that. It was across the street. Right. So it was okay for me to go across. It was across the street. No big deal. Right. And when I was a kid, I would sit there at my grandmother's house and I would watch TV programs and we'd watch game shows and we watch TV programs and old TV programs and things of that nature. Right. And I started to really love some of the actors and game show hosts that, that were around when I was a kid, right? And obviously you become a teenager and now you're, you're going out with girls and hanging out with your friends and all of that kind of crap. So you don't watch as much TV, but you have fond memories of the performer, of the actor, of the game show host, of whatever. And time passes. Then you become like I am now, a middle-aged guy, right? And... Twitter, Facebook, it gives you an insight into the people because now you have more interactions with people. Like I was saying with the dating, when you're around people all the time, in the beginning, they're on their best behavior, right? In the beginning, you're not around them as much. In the beginning, they're there and you're here. So you just see them on their best behavior. So when you saw this actor, this singer, this dancer, this comedian, this writer, and you saw them on TV as a kid or as a young adult, all you saw them was at their best behavior. You didn't have that many interactions with them. So over the course of time, you have fond memories of them, right? And it's a common combination of them doing their art and you enjoying their art and also spending time with your grandparents and all of that kind of crap but as a middle-aged man who is on twitter you start to find out that the people that you loved back in the day are huge pieces of crap 
They spout views that make you wonder, did they always feel this way? I remember seeing somebody that I used to just absolutely love as a host of a game show a long time ago when I was a kid. And then I saw some of the dudes' tweets and Facebook posts and I'm sitting there going, I'm literally was sitting there being a big fan of somebody who obviously was not a big fan of me or my grandparents who I was watching the show with not a big fan based on some of the things that you said oh no and then you find us some actors that you love oh right some singers that you love oh and it's kind of ruins everything for you See, nowadays, the audiences are broken up into such chunks that you really don't need a big audience to make a good sum of money. You can literally find someone who spews hateful things, disgusting things. You can find a nice sized audience of people that like that. And if you play it just right, grift just right, lie just right, take advantage just right, you can very comfortably... If you were a celebrity in the past and have kind of a built-in audience, name recognition-wise, you can kind of find just enough of those people who will be rabidly behind what you're saying to make about a million or two buck, two million a year. I'm not going to mention any names, but I've seen some people that I used to love as a kid and didn't realize that they had these weird views and are making a couple million dollars or more a year just saying outrageous stuff. They get to play small theaters, maybe. They get to do a podcast, maybe. Maybe they have a radio program or some kind of online something, and they get to do it. Oh, and under the radar, the vast majority of people don't realize that this person has taken a turn for the nutcasey, right? They don't know this person turned into a piece of crap or pretending to be a piece of crap just to get the money. But because you don't need a big audience... You don't need a big audience. You need a tiny audience that's rabid and you can make a lot of money. And you know, some of these people have figured it out. They're sitting there going, man, I haven't had a hit in a while. I can't get a job on TV. Let me look online. Say, wait a second. There's a section of the audience that believes lots of crazy crap. And I really don't give a crap if I'm a big star. I just want to make some money. Uh, If I spew, let me just spew one little bit of craziness and see if I get some attention. I'll tweet it out. People from group A suck. Let me sit back and wait. You're right, Frank. Those people stink. You're right, Frank. You're right, Frank. You're right, right, right. Right on, Frank. Get them, Frank. Ah, I'm getting attention. I'll do it again. Did I mention that people from group A should not be allowed to do this that everyone else does? Get him, Frank. You're the best, Frank. Yeah, Frank, you're a real man, Frank. Yeah, Frank, you're the best, Frank. Get him, Frank. Stop him, Frank. Ha, 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 ha. This is great. I'll just say lots of crazy crap and get all the money. <laughs> you know what? Redheads. Deport them. Yeah, that's right, Frank. Redheads. Get them out of here. What's with the red hair? What kind of crap is that? Who has red hair? Every time I see a red hair person right now, from now I'm going to have a, I'm going to put up a sign that says redhead people stink. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. What's another small portion of the population that's too small uh, to be able to, uh, I'll do it. People over six foot five are garbage. Yeah, Frank, I'm only 5'10". I hate people that are that tall. Yeah, Frank, get them, Frank. Yeah, those tall bastards, get them, Frank. Yeah, this is great. I'm loving it. Okay, I got uh, pissed off the redhead, but there's only like nine of them. Uh, I pissed off the tall people. They ain't going to do anything to me. 
What other small group can I get? I need a small group that can't do anything to me, that I can harass, but they don't have any political power. Let's see. Let's see. Ah, I know what I'll do with that. You know, I think left-handed people are the devil. That's right, Frank. Get those left-hand bastards. Oh, Frank, I was agreeing with everything until you uh, said red-handed. I'm sorry, not red-handed. You said left-handed people. I'm left-handed. Then maybe you should learn to be right-handed, and then you can join us in the hate. You're right. I can learn to write with my other hand, and then I can join in hating with people. It's going to take me a few months, but one, I'll be back listening to you once I... A few months later. Hey, hey, Frank, I can write with my, re- my right hand. So you're right. Left-handed people suck. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> right? Because you have to realize they don't have to have a gigantic audience to be successful. They just need a small, rabid audience that they can grift from. It's like the difference between a forest fire and a coal fire, right? The forest fire would be the big attention. You know, the forest fire would be superstardom where everyone sees. And obviously a forest fire is a bad thing, but you get the point I'm making, right? It's a big deal. Okay, you know what? Let me get forest fire out of there because people are going to go, why are you saying forest fires? Forest fires are disruptive as Anthony. You should use something else in your metaphor. Okay, fireworks. How about we say a fireworks show? How about that? That's much better. We can't complain about that. Fantastic person who hasn't complained yet. I'll use fireworks instead. So shut up, punk. You really shouldn't be saying shut up, punk to people. Hey, 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 hey. That's one of my best catchphrases. So shut up, punk. Back to what I was saying. So being a star is like fireworks, like a fireworks show. But a fireworks show is very, very expensive. You can't do that, right? You know? But the coal fire is controlled. It's small, right? Maybe it's the fire in your heater. It's a tiny fire compared to the fireworks, right? They both have fire involved with them, but the fireworks show is big and massive. But you can't afford that. But you can do the coal fire because it's small. Yeah. And that's what a small audience can be like for you. They can give you just enough of what you want without having to worry about dealing with the other stuff. The coal fire heats up just your house. And if you have a small audience that's rabid and likes hateful things that you say and stupid things that you say and bigoted things that you say and anti-gay things that you say and racist things that you say, you can say those things and the small audience will just keep handing you money and buying your t-shirts and coming to your small shows and doing all these other kind of things and coming to your book signers and you'll make just enough money to live a happy, happy life even though the overwhelming majority of people will be disappointed and disgusted by you. And that's the thing I'm talking about. You know, in the beginning, it seems like a good idea. Maybe I will leave Twitter if it becomes too bad, but most likely I won't. Right. Or I'll join another place and see what happens. But the only reason I was thinking about that was because, like I said, I, I started to see people on Twitter that I that I grew up with. I didn't grow up with, but I mean, I grew up watching them. And it just, you know, I was just so disappointed in some of those people. It was like, ugh. You know, and they all, and I didn't think about leaving Twitter. The only time I really think about leaving Twitter is when it becomes boring. You know what I'm saying? Or if you're, or if you're, if you're putting something out there and nobody notices it. But then I realize, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> it's like once I put an idea out there, it's not mine anymore. It's gone. It's out into the ether, unless it, you know, starts to generate some money, and then I uh, reserve the right to take the idea back and get paid. <laughs> I had to put that in for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna pull this video. You're not gonna pull this podcast up five years from now when I say something cool. It turns into a T-shirt. Somebody steals my idea, and I have to sue them a punk or beat their punk ass to get my. 
I mean, not that I would beat their punk ass because that because by saying now that I would beat their punk ass, they could come back in the future and go see back in the past. He said that he would beat the ass of somebody and called them the punk ass. So we would like to sue him and say it was premeditated. So future person, if you steal my idea, of course, if I in fact do beat your punk ass, it's not because I'm saying it now. I'm saying now that it's wrong. <laughs> is that enough to save me? No, it is. It's not enough to save me. You're screwed, buddy. You either edit it out or deal with it. Get out. Anyway, folks. So when people ask me if I will leave Twitter if Captain Tesla takes over, nah. Because if you go to another social media site, it's 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 going to be the same thing eventually. If everybody leaves Twitter to go to whatever the next thing is, it's like a party. You know when you throw a party in your house. If you have five people, hey man. Don't worry about that party over there where those people are getting rowdy. You come to my party, man, and you go to another party and go, hey, there's six of us here. This is fun. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool and chill and laid back. And then six more people go, oh, well, you know, now we have 11 people here instead of it's 12, it's 15 people. And eventually the party starts to become popular and people start going, hey, that party that we weren't paying attention to that nobody was at. It's becoming popular. Let's go to it. And then the big number of people go to it. And when the number gets big enough, the jackass is going to go, hey, let's go fuck that party up too. You know, every, I mean, we fuck up every party of the other, other party we go to. They seem to be having a great time over there. We can't have that. So let's go over there and act like jackasses, which is exactly what will happen. No matter what you do, after you've been around for a while, the jackasses will all come. Now, I'm not saying, like, once again, if there's other platforms that are cool, I will probably go over there too and enjoy them too. But I'm not just going to jump off of one platform because somebody else jumps on. That's not my flow. And besides, like I said, eventually any place you go, once it becomes more successful, the jackasses will follow. You know, you put content on YouTube. As soon as you start to gain a little traction, all of a sudden you start getting thumbs down on innocuous stuff or you start getting troll comments from jackasses. It's just part of the game. It's going to happen and there's really nothing you can do about it. Okay, so just realize that and don't think that you're going to go someplace and it's going to be some kind of oasis. If you're online and the general public has has access to it, the overwhelming majority of people are probably going to be cool, but there's going to be just enough jackasses to make it uncomfortable. That's just the way it is. You know what I'm talking about. You've had Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> you know, Mabel has really good Thanksgiving dinner. Let's start inviting some of the other cousins. Yeah. And two years later, let's never have Thanksgiving again because of the gunfights that were in the basement. So you, know, <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. So, folks, that's my take. Okay. So much love to you all. That has been episode 442. Once again, thank you very much for all the love for the nine years I've been doing this podcast. Much love to you all. Thank you. Like I said, thank you in advance because I know you're going to be saying happy birthday to me uh, in a few days when I turn 54. So thank you in advance for that. If you really want to give me an early birthday present or just because I want you to do it no matter what. <laughs> if you like this podcast, please make sure that you leave, rate and review this podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Share the podcast on social media. Leave five-star reviews. And make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, you bastards. Okay? Much love to you all, and I will see you again next time. Take care. <laughs>
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.